I'll come back. 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 Yeah, <laughs> but then it's gonna be. Oh, we are okay. Yeah. Oh, she's she's she sold the Doge. Pump it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a little little cut. Five, four, three, two. Hello and welcome to the Barcast, where the bar gets lower every single week. Your bartenders for this evening are enigmatic otaku. It's been one week's. Slam and Warfer. The Doge is here. Dump it. Milk. Apparently it's been a week for Enigma. Rav. It's been a couple of weeks for me. And I've got Diamond Hands. (laughs) This week, we have a very special guest. Um, Maybe not the high follower people or Twitter celebrities that you're used to, but we have a really cool... Up and comer, up and comer writer with a great story. Um, you know the story as Rekindled Embers. We know the author as Apple Zombie. Apple, thank you for taking time to join us today. Thank you so much. I'm I'm really excited, and it's quite the honor. Thank you. You're the honor, honorable writer. There, got him. Someone couldn't see it. You could, you could, you couldn't see it, but I was dabbing. Uh, for those who are tuning in for the very first time ever hello and welcome we are the barcast the best money losing scheme on the internet um we you politely ask for guests to come on we politely ask them on um you ask the questions we make them miserable for two hours um you can check out previous episodes such as covering people like john delancey andrea libman and just hook it up uh, we hear you i I sleep in a race car bed with my wife. Okay, well then I guess we're back in action. Um, I guess with that further ado, like I'll I'll try to like put some cutting in post here so that way it 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 seems like this was professional. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. Five, four, three, two, and we're back. Hi, everyone. We're back. <laughs> Nothing went wrong, and you have no proof that something went wrong. (laughs) Uh, But without further ado, you know we've wasted enough time on on talking about ourselves. Let's 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 get talking about Apple a little bit. Um, For those who may not know you, Apple, let's let's do very quick introduction. Uh, Who are you, and what do you do in the fandom? Uh, who am I? Uh, I'm just a guy that likes to write stories, and um, I've been watching My Little Pony since season two, and only very, very recently decided to basically contribute to the fandom, and so probably last year, I think, sometime middle of last year, uh, I started... Uh, writing and posting stories on on FIM fiction, and I don't know what else do you want to know. <laughs> You're the well, first person it, to call it FIM fiction. I'll tell you that well, right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first, we're used to people saying fin fiction, but hey, you know that's fine. It, it's yeah. really interesting that you only started in the last year, 
what what made it suddenly like I this is a thing that I want to do? Like what 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 was the cutover for you? So um, I've been writing stories off and on since I was in the second grade, and uh, part of my brain always wanted to to write and even to make a career out of it, and and it was always kind of this thing in the back of my head, like that 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 I wanted to 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 do this as a job and and you know as as you grow older as 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 reality sets in and you realize that you know people don't make money from writing unless unless your name happens to be Stephen King uh and 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 frankly everything I write was utter shit and not only that but like I couldn't do any editing on anything I'd ever written. I couldn't finish projects because I'd get halfway through, I'd get a third of the way through, I'd go back and I'd look at everything I'd write and I would be like, wow, this is just hot garbage. Like this is just utter filth. And I, I hated everything I ever wrote. So, um, and then on top of that, uh, I, I kind of had this, this, this kind of misconception about, about fan fiction in general. I'd never read any fan fiction, and I had this idea in my head that, well, if you were really a good writer, maybe you'd be published and you'd be doing your own original stuff. And and uh, when I finally first logged into to fan fiction uh, for the first time and actually started reading stuff, and I'm like, wow, well, I was an, I was an arrogant asshole. Like, there's some amazing stuff on here and and even the stuff that you know maybe isn't as as amazing is still like really good like there's there's some incredible stuff in here and i i just got sucked in and and so it was a combination of 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 kind of this 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 life realization that i'm never going to be able to make a career out of this i'm i'm always going to hate everything i write and you know maybe maybe fan fiction is a way for me to to write and enjoy that that hobby without this expectation of of needing to be published, needing to be perfect, so I can make a career out of this. And so when I let that go, I uh, I discovered I could enjoy my own writing. I could actually like my stories, and and so I let that go. And 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 my apologies to every single fan fiction writer in the history of ever for ever even thinking that that this was somehow, you know, not an okay way to write, if that makes sense. Um, right. So, yeah, and that, 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 that epiphany happened, um, it was probably, probably about, about almost two years ago now, and I started writing with the intent to publish on, on film fiction, but I, I, I wrote quite a bit before I ever even posted anything. I wanted to have... A, a huge amount of content basically ready to go before I even started. So I started posting, uh, I want to say April, April or May of last year is when I first started putting stuff up. Wow. Still, that's, that's really cool that you, you kind of had this cathartic journey in order to reach this point to be able to reach, you know, the confidence and, willpower to post on on Fimfic. and that said you definitely like kind of chose the right pool to jump in in my opinion because Fimfiction fiction has this 
kind of unreal way of like having higher standards than other fan fictions. Like I don't know if you've read um Sonic fan fiction before. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um well then let's let's move to the kind of next question. Oh, how did you get into MLP? So uh like I said it was back during season two and um Long before I even gave the show a chance, uh, I had a friend of mine who was in my Dungeons and Dragons group, and uh, and he kind of he kind of told me about it, and he's like, "Hey, you should be watching My Little Pony," and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you?" Before I roll my D ten. <laughs> and he's like, no, really, it's amazing. It has amazing writing. And I'm like, dude, it's a little girl show. It's seriously, like, 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 what is wrong with you? And he's like, no, like, there's this this really endearing animation style. The characters are are deep. They're flawed. They're they're interesting. Um, they're well written. And 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 I was like, okay, I can respect that, but it's fucking my little pony like yeah like like you do you okay i'm not gonna think you're a creep with that sort of explanation like that's cool um but 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 i'm not gonna touch it and so that was back i want to say either in the middle of or towards the end of season one so season two starts airing and i'm still not watching it um and my parents come over for a visit they come over to hang out with me and my family for a bit and my daughter at the time was very young, and uh, something was making her upset. I can't even remember what, uh, but she was inconsolable. She was she was throwing this huge fit. So she was a little baby, um, and my dad, uh, in a, in an effort to try and calm her down, pulls up an episode of Ponies on on his tablet. Uh, just just off of YouTube or off of Netflix or whatever, and and so I'm sitting there next to my dad, next to my daughter who's this like screaming baby, and and then I'm sitting there and and we sit together and we watch like five minutes of, I can't even remember which episode. I want to say it was probably uh, the one with uh, Fluttershy and the dragon. Mm. Oh, dragon. And. Uh, and 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 we get to the end and I'm like, holy shit. And we binge the rest of season one that day. Like me, my wife, and my daughter at the time just, just binged the rest of season one that day and, and, and I was done. Like it was it was all over. So Wow. So you, you, that's around season two, right? Yeah, so, so so that was that was right in the middle of when season two was was airing. Huh. I'm trying to sit here and do math in my head. Does that make like, I, I'm trying to add things up in my head. I'm not trying to, like, explicitly say anything here. But let me ask you this. Has your investment with the show and where you're at right now helped develop a closer relationship with your child? Um, yeah. I mean, she's she's not really into it anymore. She's kind of moved past it. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's something we could bond over. It's... Uh, it's certainly something that we could enjoy as a family, and right. and we all do to different different degrees. My wife, me, and my children. So awesome! All right, uh, it's it's really unique to have someone who's who's a father on the cast, and 
and like to able to share that with their with their child. So it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic. Thank you for answering that question. Um, yeah. The the next question is, what do you consider to be your favorite parts of the fandom? There's a lot of things in the fandom that are worth loving in their own way. Uh, there's the online community, fanfics, conventions, music, art. What keeps you here, especially since it sounds like your your daughter has moved past it? So for me, it's definitely the fan fiction um, because. I, I did watch the show, but I didn't involve myself in the community in any way until uh, until very recently. So I kind of missed the whole convention aspect of it, and that's that's kind of a regret of mine. I wish I'd I wish I'd taken the time to go to one of the cons, but but I I, I never did. Um, so for me, it is it is the fan fiction. I am I am endlessly amazed, uh, not just at the incredible uh, creativity that I've encountered uh, among the writers, but and and uh, and the readers, but also the the level of 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 support, the level of friendship. Um, I mean, it's 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 certainly been worth it. Every every ounce that I've I've uh, invested into into writing stories and into reading stories um, has has paid off in spades. Awesome. Um, the next, speaking of support, uh, if there's one thing that you could say to your followers or your fans, what would it be? Um, wow. Uh, just one thing? <laughs> if you could uh, distill it down to one thing, it's, it's impossible <laughs> to even think about that, but... Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, I, I've been blown away by, by the kindness that I have been shown, um, the willingness of, of people to, uh, to, to read the stuff that I've written, uh, the willingness of people to comment, to, to criticize, um, people's willingness to engage, uh, has has just been absolutely incredible i i'm i'm blown away sometimes and it's 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 really quite amazing well said now this might be a weighty question for someone who just started writing fanfics a, a year ago but in general our introduction questions before we throw you to the wolves it it, it, it usually escalate in difficulty and i, I swear this is uh, the second to last one um, we're in a spot right now where the show is over. This kind of lightning in a bottle internet phenomena of a show and community is kind of in its final stages. What do we need to do as a community to make sure that we still remain relevant together and strong as you know new seasons come out or as the franchise changes and to keep ourselves together in our own little um, community? Um. I I would say inclusiveness is is important. Um I've I've seen things uh that kind of bother me sometimes. I had a uh I I I I've seen people do like instant downvote sort of things where you know they see that a story has certain content and they instantly downvote it. And and yeah, yeah, sure maybe like some stuff may deserve that, but but I think people 
if if this community is going to survive, I think people need to uh, be more inclusive and, and to recognize that we all experience the fandom in different ways. Um, so maybe just because you don't like flutter cord shipping, maybe you don't go instantly downvote that flutter cord story or whatever, because somebody else does. And, and we're all a part of the same fandom and the larger we are, the stronger we are. And, and, and we need to make sure that we're not driving people out, uh, just because they experience the fandom in slightly different ways than we do. Yeah, but what I if I like Luna and they like Cadence? And am I not entitled to strangle them? No. No, no, you're not. Uh, the you fandom is... Allo- <laughs> you're not allowed to strangle me, Enigma. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, so Apple, I cut you off. Go on. The, the fandom is big enough for all of us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, screaming cowboy in the distance. Um... Now, last but not least, the hardest question that we got before we started going to user-submitted questions, and just a reminder for everyone listening, if you have questions that you want to ask, go ahead and throw them into the thread on FemFiction right now. Um, the last question that we got for you, my fan, is who is Best Pony? It changes based on who I am writing. So, um, it it honestly depends on whose brain I'm trying to dig into at any given point in time. Uh, because I've been writing rarity quite a bit recently, that kind of is rarity right now. But, uh, but, but I think everybody has every pony <laughs> has, has an equal share on that stage in my head, as long as that's who I'm writing at any given point in time. Sorry, that's not a that's not a very uh, exciting answer. Maybe I should have just said I don't know, uh, uh, <laughs> derpy or something, so that I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not. You said a bunch of words, and now you said derpy, and it's like okay, acceptable. This is fine. No, somewhere, somewhere in there, I heard derpy, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have ADHD and can't stick with a character for too terribly long. <laughs> yeah, and, well, and 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 I like I like characters that have flaws. And and I was recently thinking about this, and and I think that in the show, sometimes the characters' flaws are, are portrayed in a realistic way, and sometimes it's for like comic relief, right? And and I prefer this, to see the characters when their flaws are portrayed in in a realistic way, like. Mm. Um, so, like, take Pinkie Pie for example. Uh, I I I love the episode where where she, Maude, and Rarity go to Manhattan because it's 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 like a realistic portrayal of her her obsessiveness, her 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 need to give to other people um, at at the expense of her own health and sanity and safety at times. Um, but it's not over the top. It's not really played up for just as a joke. Um, mm. So and 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 so that's what what becomes best pony for me is whichever pony I am able to portray with realistic flaws and motivations at any given point in time. Well, what if there's a character who's all flaws, like Applejack? (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. She's honest most of the time. So she doesn't learn anything. 
<laughs> I actually like writing Applejack. I uh, I just posted a, ch- uh, a a very short chapter of my big story today, actually uh, this morning, um, in in which I got to write about Applejack. Uh, minor spoilers, sorry. Um, oh, yeah. That <laughs> that uh. uh it wasn't very long, but I got to kind of write from Applejack's perspective. Um, and I quite liked that. Like, uh, it was it was kind of an interesting change because I don't do that very often. That reminds me. I need to finally pick up writing the story about Applejack getting her mane pulled and getting her cheats clapped. So, you know what? <laughs> Speaking of picking things, we have our first question from the chat. Um, it's, it's that question. You guys love it. Um, would your dick be the biggest thing in the pickle jar if it was chopped off and put in a pickle jar with pickle Rick? Would it be the pickle dick or the pickle Rick? Um, you know, uh, I, I'm going to embrace modesty here and say it would probably be the p- pickle Rick, actually. Funniest shit I've ever seen. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Let's head out to the thread now. Glim Master is up first. Number one. Do you think it would be a good idea to eat the apple zombies to defeat their invasion? Uh, that depends on how you would define an apple zombie. Um, is it is it a zombie fruit or is it a zombie member of the apple family? So if you must know, the username came long before My Little Pony. Um, mm. Okay. Uh, so so back when I was back when I was a wee zombie. Um, I, I had no idea what this thing called anime was, um, but I had a friend who was very involved, and uh, he invited me to his house one day to show me an anime, uh, I want to say from the late 80s, called Macross Plus, uh, which is part of the uh, Robotech Macross series. So it's a giant robot anime. Right. And uh, uh, this movie, Macross Plus, the villain is uh, an AI singer performer um, whose evil plan is to take over the world by taking over all of the giant robots and also mind-controlling everybody with her hypnotic music, uh, turning them into her zombies. And and her name in the English dub, at least, uh, was Sharon Apple. And and so that's where that, that username came from, and it's something that I've just kept since I was a teenager. Um, so it's a reference to uh, the first anime I ever saw, which is Macross Plus, and the villain, who I thought was a really cool villain at the time, and her, her evil plan to um, hypnotize, hip, hip, hypnotize the world with sexy music. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not the only Macross fan in here. <laughs> it's, it's honestly the only Macross I've ever seen. <laughs> I highly recommend Frontier. Oh yeah! If you can stand it, the original Robotech. It's like fifty-two episodes long, so it kind of drags. But I, I watched, highly recommend Frontier. I watched one episode, and I was like, "Hmm, yeah, not for me." <laughs> Speaking of not for me, number two, <laughs> how do you make the worst pony become the best pony? Uh, do you want a serious answer? <laughs> I mean, this is your time. So people are going to judge you for years to come based on your answer. It oh, is sweet. high stakes okay. stuff here. You know, you're only sure, going on iTunes. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I mean, 
worst ponies, like, you give a character flaws, you give them realistic motivations, and they become interesting. I, I, that's, that's, that's the only answer I have. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess who is who is worst pony, and then we can go from there. <laughs> so, it, I was gonna say spoiled rich, and her goal is to be the biggest bitch out there. How would how you would make you, her the best? How would you make spoiled rich best pony? Um, I would, if it were me, and I was gonna tell a story from spoiled rich's perspective. Uh, I I would I would delve into her backstory first. I would. I would figure out where she came from. Um, I would have her be the product of horrific abuse, uh, essentially like insane level tiger mom parents that are just driving her to, to, to marry above herself, if that makes sense, so that she can bring the rest of her family. So I'd have her basically not have a childhood at all and have her entire life revolve around uh, the need for for social social advancement, uh, and just have her not have any concept of life outside of that framework, and 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 so I'd establish that, and then I would show the aftermath of her behavior in in the episode where where the CMCs get their cutie marks. I would show the aftermath of that where she kind of declines in her daughter's estimation so have you know diamond tiara basically start to realize that her mom is is a steaming pile of of awfulness and 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 have spoiled rich kind of have the this self-reflection of this moment of discovery where she uh has to figure out has to redefine herself um in in ways that 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 she never has before so that's how I'd make Worst Pony Best Pony. This is a great story. When are you going to start writing it? <laughs> oh, dude, like, my, my unwritten idea pile is so stacked right now. Oh like, God, yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm already in the process of, of, of outlining my next big project after, after I finish after I eventually finish the rough draft of Rekindled Embers, which uh, my goal is to finish the rough draft probably in June sometime. Uh, you you gave me an idea for a story. I like I, I'm thinking of calling the unwritten verse, where it's like a multiverse thing of all the unwritten ideas anyone has ever had. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, I. Uh, you want to open that Pandora's box, man? Yeah, pure pure potential, uh, potential in the absence of form. Isn't that kind of like um, uh, the never-ending story, like the whole idea of imagination land? And then the boy took a huge dump. Wait, <laughs> I'm taking a huge dump. <laughs> you get to watch a horse drown? That that's literally the greatest entire scene in Robot Chicken ever. So I, I am not taking suggestions. That was it. We're just gonna we're gonna move right along because we're on a deep tangent right now. <laughs> Number three, if you are Apple Zombie, who where is Para alive? Um, gosh, 
I mean, again, given the context of where the name comes from, I, I, I don't know. Uh, buried out back, probably. Buried out back. Uh, that that implies slightly less than alive, though, doesn't it? Oh. Ooh. Well, I didn't this, say they had to still like be alive. Schrodinger's pair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no good answer for that. No, that's uh, fine. Numero four, then. What superpower would you like to have? Um, this is one I've thought about. Uh, I am really obsessed with foxes, uh, all sorts of foxes. So if I had a superpower, I would want to be able to change into a fox and to experience life as a fox. You're talking That's... about Animorphs! See, I was so sure he was going to say summon Renamon. Yeah. Better! <laughs> Do that! <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, Renamon, not really my thing, but, uh, hey, I don't kink shame. It's mm-hmm. other people's Pen. thing. You can pimp her out. You can make millions. <laughs> oh why, why, why would I, why would you pimp out Renamon? Just save her for yourself. Like, holy shit. <laughs> are, what are, you, are you retarded? Whoa. Let's not use that word, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, so, uh, uh, on a, on a, on a slightly related note, I'm in the process of, of designing my first tattoo. And I it's, thought it's... you were going to say, I'm in the process of becoming a fox. No, 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 no. I mean, oh, God, I wish. That would be so much fun. But no, um, I yeah, and it's it's going to be fox-themed. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but, but, but if I ever do actually go through with it, it will be fox-themed. So... So yeah, that's 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 my superpower. I want to turn into a fox. That would be awesome. That lets you do that, Star Fox. <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll just we'll just send you the box set of Spice and Wolf and move on to the next question. <laughs> uh, let you brew that Starbucks. <laughs> have you during your life just like sat down and just said to yourself, "Why do I like this show? Why do I like these colorful horses?" Yes. Um I, I I mean I I have tried to ask myself that question, but I I, I don't know. Like to me it's it, it 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 is just kind of a lightning in the bottle moment. Like uh yeah, it's it's the writing, it's it's these these fascinating and endearing and engaging characters. Um yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't know how else to answer that. I, I can't, I, I don't have a good answer. I don't, I don't know exactly what it was that endeared me, but, I, but there it is. MLP is like a, is like a literature version of Mario Maker. As in you, everything you need is right there for you to form into your own cohesive stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I think the world is is both simple enough and vast enough that that you can kind of find your own niche in it, if that makes sense. It's simple and clean, you could say. Wow. Oh God. We're gonna move right Ancient along. Ancient callback there. <clears throat> Yikes. Um. Next question. A very concerned man enters a hospital. He goes to the employee requesting to see a doctor. The employee points to the left. Fortunately, the concerned person finds the doctor and immediately requests an information from him. 
The doctor tells the man about the information. He gasps in shock upon hearing this, and the man goes to the room in the hospital looking for someone. He enters the room with a woman laying in bed, crying and holding her left hand on her stomach. The man looks sad and decides to hug the woman. It's his wife. Oh no. The doctor's information was not great. What do you call this? Yeah, I I uh I I read this one in the in the chat and or in the in the forum post and and I I I I sense that there is a that there's like an inside joke going on, so I have no idea. Like I, I'm like I'm outside of whatever this reference is. I'm I don't understand what's happening. No, that's fair. He he's referencing loss, and I'm mad at Glenn. Like goddamn it, Glenn. <laughs> Why would you do this? Anyway, moving on to RK Striker JK5. Number one, what's your favorite non-MLP franchise? Um, I would have to say probably uh, the Final Fantasy games. Ooh, any particular one? Uh, right now, Final Fantasy fourteen. I do play Final Fantasy fourteen on occasion. Um, I, I I really enjoy the story. Uh, the complexity of the story. Um, and I enjoy playing dress up with my cat girl. So. Yay. <laughs> cat girls are light. <laughs> Number two. So, so wait, wait, I, hang on. No, so, so, so funny, funny tangent here. Um, because, you know, of course I, 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 I play a cat girl. Um, my wife and I play together. She plays a lot more than I do. Um, she plays an incredibly tall lizard boy, and I play the shortest possible cat girl. Um, and in in real life, um, the the ratios are, are are reversed. I am very tall, and she is very short. And so that's just a funny, cute thing about me and my wife that that our Final Fantasy fourteen characters are are gender reversed and height reversed of our real life. So. It's so cute. <laughs> no, Sorry, just there? no, no. It's all good. As a, as a single man, your public shows of affection sicken me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you done any uh, fan content for non MLP franchises? I never have. No. Um, the. As as I talked about earlier, um, I had a, a negative opinion of fan fiction in general, um, and and that stopped me from 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 having any sort of desire. Uh, now, I, I've been writing since I was basically a child, so I constantly have ideas. So yeah, I had ideas for fan fictions from other other franchises, but I never never committed any part of it to to words at all. Um, now that being said, uh, I have been uh, DMing Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop role playing games for for many many years, and I have created my own homebrewed content. Uh, homebrewed worlds, that sort of thing for these games. And so I guess that would be the closest you could say to to uh, fan content that I created outside of MLP. Well said. Yeah, no, I would definitely count, like, the custom-made Dungeons & Dragons world as, like, 
a sort of fan content. Like, you create your own realm for use of the game. It's it's like, I don't know if you would, like, go as far as to write it all down so that someone else could use it, but it's kind of like making your own mod for Dungeons & Dragons. I actually started to write it all down, um, but I ran into uh, the same problem uh, again that I mentioned earlier that that before writing MLP stuff, everything I ever wrote, I hate it immediately after writing it. So I start writing this down, and then the second I go back and reread anything I've written, I'm just like I'm I'm filled with with just utter disgust and horror. Just like holy shit, I wrote this? Oh, fuck, that's terrible. Oh, my God, what was I thinking? And, 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 and of course, that becomes kind of this motivation killer. Like, oh, why, why should I even bother continuing this project? Because it's, it's, it's terrible. Well, here's, here's the thing that... So you, you mentioned this a few times. And I'm going to pick your brain for a hot second because this, this is something that I struggled with a lot, too, and I, I still kind of struggle with. Why wouldn't you rather take that kind of concern and being able to see the mistakes of the past and use it to build like confidence that you will do better in the future? I because you've grown, you've grown as a writer, and you've developed your skills. You've learned from what's been done wrong, and you won't make those same mistakes in the future. Like, is it fair to say that you've grown as a writer in the last year? Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, then why be so hard on yourself? Well, I mean, do you want the high self-esteem answer or the low self-esteem answer? This is your time, my man. What are you comfortable with the internet here? So, so the high self-esteem answer is, um, it is, is, is that, uh, I, I, I do recognize that. I do recognize that I have changed, that I have improved. Um, and uh, reading the things I'm writing now uh, certainly fills me with with pride and with satisfaction. Um, and uh, being a part of this fan community, I'm able to read other things that inspire me, that that uh, that give me ideas, that sort of thing. Um, the low self-esteem answer, and and again, it kind of depends on 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 where my brain is at at any given month. Uh, but the low self-esteem answer is that uh, me being able to recognize the weaknesses and flaws in my own writing does not translate to me knowing how to fix them. Uh, and, and I get into these weird, dark spirals in my head where, where I'm, I'm going around in circles in my own thoughts and, and I'm like, well, everything you write is crap. Okay, well then fix it. Well, I don't know how to fix it, you know. And 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 I I just I just go in circles and I lose all my motivation and and it's it's kind of it's kind of shitty and I hate it. But um, generally, am able to force myself to write. And 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 there's times when I I I I'm working on a chapter and I don't like how it's going and I feel one of these kind of spirals starting and 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 I just kind of kind of say to myself, fuck it, I'm going to push through, I'm going to write this shitty chapter, I'm going to get done with it, and I'm going to give the GDocs link to my editor, and uh, he can tell me how to fix it, and uh, I'm going to move on to a different chapter and feel better about myself, and, and that's just what I have to do sometimes, and that's okay. It is okay, and I want to 
first of all, your your feelings are entirely valid. And I think there's gonna be a lot of people that really relate to what you're saying and really understand like kind of wh where you're coming from. Like that a lot of people when they have stories that they haven't completed for years upon years, it's not because they don't want to. It's the idea of jumping back into that beast where you already acknowledge that you've made a lot of mistakes and you got to finish it or you want to finish it. But at the same time, you know, are you polishing a turd sort of thing? But just just have faith that, you know, your ideas are good. And I mean, you wouldn't be here today if you weren't a talented author. So let that be a nice feather in your cap and and trust in yourself a little bit. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. And and can I take a second to to shout out to my editor? Like, um, no, I I I mean, yes. Go ahead. I got <laughs> I got amazingly lucky that that somehow uh, Psionics found my post on uh, looking for editors or or whichever forum that was read through all 24 chapters, all 240,000 words of Rekindled Embers at the time and enjoyed it enough to agree to edit for me. It's, it's, it's a monumental task and I recognize that and it's only getting bigger and bigger as I add more chapters and, and, and he has been endlessly patient and, and, uh, brilliant and and profoundly creative. Uh, he has an incredible gift of 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 figuring out exactly what I need to do to fix stuff. Um, he's very specific. Uh, he's incredibly kind. Um, and and rekindled embers would not be what it is without psionics. Um, he is just so amazing. And also for those of you who follow the story, uh, he did the artwork that uh, that happens in the middle of chapter thirty, and I'm super freaking happy with it. So yeah, there's that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Everyone give psionics some hugs. So. Let's get on to some fun questions. The next one... Oh my gosh, this is way too close for my mouth. Um, have you ever done the Thriller dance? Um, me dancing? Ooh. Uh, I have not done the Thriller dance. Um, I... Uh, no, dancing is not my thing. I am not a coordinated individual. <laughs> <laughs> it does not end well. All right, all right. Uh, next question is from Benantes out in the chat. Is it fair to say that you and your wife both reflect each other in your FF characters because it's really sweet? Both reflect each other? Um, I, yeah. I mean, kind of. Um we don't really role play necessarily as our as our Final Fantasy characters, um, but uh, uh, she she plays a lot more than I do. And and one of the things that she enjoys the most about playing Final Fantasy is uh, she enjoys being a new player's best experience when they when they come onto the game. Now, for those of you who don't know, Final Fantasy XIV is an MMO, and MMOs have pretty traditionally toxic communities. And Final Fantasy XIV tends to be better than some. But 
but she goes out of her way to be uh, helpful to new players, uh, and that's something that she gains a lot of enjoyment out of, and it's something I deeply admire. Um, so I think that more reflects her and who she is than than who I am. Um, meanwhile, what I do most of the time when I play Final Fantasy is uh, is is play dress up, literally for me or for my house. Um, so I guess it reflects us in the sense that that I enjoy being frivolous and silly and ridiculous, and and she enjoys being helpful and kind, and um, and and I admire that quite a bit. <laughs> That's so cool. All right. All right. Uh, we're going to nobody special out in the thread now. Uh, number one is, how do you do, fellow kid? <laughs> uh, I am doing great. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sitting here having fun talking on a podcast and drinking a delicious beer. Yes, what kind of beer? Judging uh, it's a, a, a Hefweizen. Uh, Blood Orange is the is the the name of the beer and it's from white dog brewing um and so so it's so it's a hefweizen and um i uh i've been experimenting a lot uh with different like craft breweries different different unique beers um and uh i saw this one and it's called blood orange and so i assumed that it might taste like blood oranges. It, in fact, does not, because it's a Hefweizen, and this is the first Hefweizen I've ever had before, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, it tastes like bananas, because mm-hmm. apparently that's what Hefweizens taste like. It's like bananas or bubblegum. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, it's, it's delightful, and I'm quite enjoying it. Yay. Number two, what's an MLP crossover that you would like to see done well? Um, I am generally not a huge fan of crossovers. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't, most of the crossovers seem to be like anime crossovers and I don't watch enough anime to understand them. Um, and then I see some of like the bizarre, like, I see like Five Nights at Freddy's crossovers, and I'm just like, no, I I don't I don't see any need to engage with that. <laughs> like, and, and 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 you know what? Like I said before, like we need this fandom to be as large as possible. So if you're writing Five Nights at Freddy's crossovers, like 100% do it, and I support you, and I probably won't read your story, and I'm sorry, but <laughs> the- as as someone with one of the most read Five Nights at Freddy's fan fiction crossovers. <laughs> Yes, please go write more of it. I don't want to write it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so um, so uh, crossovers I would like to see. I, I can't think of any. Um, does that mean I haven't had ideas for crossovers? Oh, yeah, I've had ideas for crossovers because I'm constantly generating ideas. Um, I someday may write a crossover, and if I do write a crossover, um, I can tell you that it would probably be Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, and it would be short. It would be very, very short, one or two chapters at the most. Mm. Um, I take it that your favorite Star Trek captain is Picard, then. Uh, Janeway, actually. This is acceptable. Yeah, so uh, here's another fun fact. Uh, the original idea for Rekindled Embers 
is a, a loosely inspired by an episode of Voyager, uh, the episode of Voyager called Living Witness, um, where uh, the doctor is woken up hundreds of years after after a series of events and has to correct the historical record uh, when he discovers that, that, that people with agendas have changed the historical record in order to fit their particular agendas. Um, oh. And, and, and so, so for those of you who are familiar with the story, we'll understand uh, uh, how that inspiration fits into, fits into that story. So. All right. Next question is, what is the dietary needs for an apple zombie? Uh, lots of cheese, apparently. Um, <laughs> coffee, coffee, endless, endless cups of coffee. And, and ever so occasionally other things, but mostly just lots and lots of coffee. I don't know. Coffee, coffee fuels my creativity. Um, so, uh, and I, uh, I'm a huge fan of black coffee, just like absolutely nothing in it. Just, 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 just give me the, the sexy magical black bean juice. I highly relate to you. This is beginning to become a little uncomfortable. all right nyla is up next uh number one what inspired you to become a reviewer so um nyla is is referring to uh my participation first in the group uh called my little reviews and feedback and currently in nyla's reviewers mansion uh nyla is a friend hi nyla um one of the the first friends I made when I when I started writing, um, I saw somebody advertising for for people to uh, to review stories, um, and I I recognize that feedback is kind of essential to writers, and and um, at the time the comments I was getting were were almost exclusively positive. And I, uh, I have, I'm, I'm terrified of negative feedback, but I have a lot of admiration because I think it takes a, a certain amount of courage. Um, and also at the time I was feeling incredibly grateful to the community as a whole. And so, uh, when the gentleman who ran the, the old group, the Milo Reviews and Feedback posted something on, uh, the, the self-promotion bureau about how he was looking for, uh, reviewers, I, I thought myself inadequate, um, but he talked about the process of uh, basically doing a tryout review, and 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 I was like, I don't think that I have the the background or the education or the or the um, or the intellect, frankly, in order to to articulate a good a good review. But but the 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 worst I can do is try this tryout review and fail. And I did the tryout review, and 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 he said it's okay with a few modifications. And I posted it, and I started writing reviews, and and I enjoy doing it. Um, I I feel like it's a way to 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 give back to the fan community, just like writing. It's I've gotten so much from the community in terms of 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 hours and hours and hours of free entertainment that that I would feel remiss if I did not find a way to give back. And so I write, but also I try to write reviews. Um, the, the fandom only gets stronger, the better we are. And, and 
hopefully for those who have been the recipients of a, a, a perhaps less than positive review, hopefully it was done in a professional way from me and, and hopefully you were able to find something useful in what I wrote. And, and for those of you who feel like I might've been unfair or overly critical, all I can say is I'm, I'm sorry and I'm doing my best. And, um, and, and, uh, like I said, I just, I just, I just hope that you got something useful out of the, out of the process. Well, I would interject and say that be, reviewing anything is a bit like you don't have to be a chef to tell somebody whether or not a cake is good. You know, mm-hmm. any feedback can be, you know, even disgustingly negative feedback. You know, you can dig through it and find what exactly it is that they're so mad about. If you can't, then they're just being a troll. I I think that's probably true to an extent. Um, I I think negative feedback when you're giving negative feedback, you have to be incredibly careful. Um, just, just, just because, and, and this is something I know from personal experience, like getting negative feedback hurts and a a writer's morale is so important. If I wake up in the morning and I don't feel like writing, then I'm not going to write. And, and that's, that's, I think for me, not writing is worse than shitty writing. And so my hope is that if I give a negative review that I'm not damaging somebody's morale so much that they go from, from, from writing to not writing, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's totally, totally fair. And it's hard to, it's really hard to say because I, re- reviewing is kind of in its own way, on film fiction, like I've wanted to write an entire like massive blog post for this, so I'll, I'll keep it very short. Um, I think it's it's an unappreciated thing on film fiction, as long as you don't get into the mindset that your opinion is the only opinion. And I think oh, that God, there's yes. a lot there's a lot of people in this fandom that they're just looking for some sort of like feedback on the things that they make, and sometimes they get like people in their comment sections that are just like nice and they're just like give me more i want more like tell me (laughs) tell me what you want and um that is such a mood but let me in in. but at the same time it's really easy to get hung up on a single person's opinion from both a creator standpoint and your own standpoint but getting to a point that you believe that like this particular reviewer's opinion is the one that matters or something like that. And that is not the case. The person whose opinion matters the most at the end of the day is your own. Um, Or if you're writing for a very specific audience, that audience's opinion. And I know I've, I've personally just kind of got like, I've gotten really hung up on those sort of things before. And I don't, if I can, I want to stand up on a pedestal loud enough so people don't fall into the same mistakes that I made. Uh, but I hope it's um I, I, I hope Yeah. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. This was a terrible grandstand. I'm just gonna step down now and move on to the next question. So uh <laughs> but, but before you do, uh do you mind if I do another shout out? No, please go for it. Um so hey, writers out there, if you are anybody who writes stories and is listening to me, um 
there's different review groups on FinFiction. Um, I know at least three that are active. Um, and, and full disclosure, I'm a part of uh, Nyla's Reviewer Mansion. That's the group that I'm a part of. Um, so, so yeah, maybe there's a conflict of interest of me saying, hey, go get a review because I'm a part of one of the groups. But, hey, go get a review. Uh, there's I know Nyla's Reviewer's Mansion. I know there's uh, My Little Reviews and Feedback. Um, and, and they're a little bit slower to put out reviews, but uh, um, Pens and Couches Review Group as well um, does occasionally put out reviews. Um, getting feedback on your work is, is incredibly helpful, and so uh, please go to one of these groups and, and submit your stories, and, and we'll review your stories. Um, and, and, hey, feel free to, to check out uh, Nyla's Reviewer's Mansion. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, <laughs> because we're a friendly lot, and we like to write reviews for stories. What he means is, writers, raise your fingies. Give them your energy. <laughs> it's true and don't think that it isn't open for anyone because it was uh they were silly enough to allow me to add a story and now i've got one in there so it's open to everybody yep there's poor, there's no more people there's there's no uh there's no tryout there's no there's no bar for entry uh a lot of different reviewers have different guidelines different stories that they like um i prefer not to review incomplete stories and I tend to prefer uh, romance stories is what I like. So, but, but the different groups will have different, uh, different criteria, different reviewers like different things. So, mm -hmm. All right. Up next, we've got number two. Do you like pineapples? On occasion, um, so I, I realize this might lose me a large number of followers, but uh, yes, on pizza. Whoa. Hey, my man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, in drinks. So, but yes, I do like pineapples. Pa pineapple drinks are how we say the shit. So, yes. All of you, excommunicated, dungeon, 100 years, no trial. No, I'm pretty sure... You're not the one that owns the dungeon you're, enigma. You're already in the dungeon enigma. Get, go home. Number three. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I have to tell you this. So uh, let, me, let me tell you this. Uh, one, of my, one of my friends in the reviewer mansion gave me a, uh, a, uh, an, an image that's, that's basically a bunch of uh, alcohol re uh, recipes, cocktail recipes, loosely inspired by My Little Pony characters. Um, and, and so from that, uh, I kind of invented a, a cocktail I really like that's, that's loosely based off of Princess Celestia, and it's, it uses pineapple vodka as, as its base. So, yes, very delicious pineapple vodka. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, that's, that's totally fine. Anytime How much Sunny D? No Sunny D, actually. So uh, I'm trying to remember because the recipe is also kind of in my head. Um, but it was uh, pineapple vodka, almond milk. Um, I want to say pineapple juice as well. Uh, and I think uh, triple sec. And then we shaked it. We shook it in a shaker with ice, poured it into a glass, and then suspended um, uh, coconut ice cream in it. Oh, there was a uh, Sprite too. Sprite, so that it was Sounds fizzy. Awesome. 
Yeah, it was. It's it's like I mean, it's like being punched in the face with sugar, um, but it was it was absolutely delicious, and we've made it a few times, my wife and I. I do, I, mean, I, I do have to admit, whenever we talk about like MLP themed drinks, I I can't help but think back to the ones that were shared in our Discord server a while back that used tuna fish juice, and those were not I, drinks. Those those were those were mere sense essence. Mayor essence. It's just ugh. that sounds revolting. <laughs> it, it, it kind it, it honestly really was. But we're about halfway through the cast now, just before we go to our comics as questions. So it's time for us to roll a quick mid break ad. Hey, milk. Hey, what? Fuck off. Fuck hey, you, clam. Yes. <laughs> Did you know that a hundred percent of our profits and proceeds go to a horse rescue charity? Wait, really? It doesn't go to Dogecoin? No, it doesn't go to Dogecoin. It doesn't go to GameStop. It doesn't go to our pockets. We take 100% of bits donated on Twitch, bit uh, money donated to our Patreon, ad revenue from videos, and we donate it to Red Wings Horse Sanctuary out in California. They actually send us, like, letters, like, letter, documented letters thanking us for our, for our thing. They know who we are. We might visit them sometime and interview a horse. It, it might be really weird and really awkward for everyone involved. But because of that, we're able to give our sponsored horse, Little Bit, uh, a place to sleep, a place to eat. Um, he's got hay. He's able to get dentist visits. He's able to get his hoofers twinned. It's really, really nice. Uh, two years ago, we were able to donate over $1,000 Last year we were we were able to donate a couple hundred. Um, I know everyone's pockets are a little tight, but if you can contribute a little bit of money, you get sweet Discord perks. Um, if you don't have the ability to donate money, you can still help out. Uh, check out the little diamond in the bottom right when we stream on Twitch. Uh, hit the little Get Bits button. It'll ask you to watch an ad. You take that bits that you get from the ad, send it our way, and we'll read out who has the highest bit donation at the end of every cast. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining and still supporting us as we've done this for six years. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but we're going to keep going until this horse is fully dead. That I probably shouldn't say that. Well, we lost <laughs> Big Mac already, <laughs> so. One of our sponsor horses is already dead. We don't need a second one. I keep beating him, but he don't die. God, that's worse. You ass. Fuck, God damn it. <laughs> now, now with the ad over, we're going to move on to our favorite part of the cast, and that's making Enigma suffer because he can't talk good. Uh, Enigma, will you I read... I speak good. Our, <laughs> will you read Arconix's questions? Arconix, Braun Patreon supporter. Yesterday. One. Right parentheses. A lot of your stories either heavily feature or entirely driven by original characters. What makes a good OC? Um, so, uh, this is, I, I, uh, I saw this question yesterday, so I've given this quite a bit of thought. Um, a, a good OC is, the, the, what makes a good OC is the same that uh, what makes any character. Um, and any character that has uh, a well-defined motivations, that has uh, well-defined flaws, that has goals, 
that has obstacles to those goals. Um, all of those things for me make a good character. Um, as far as a good OC, I think that gets a little bit more fraught since we're writing in an established world with established canon. Um, and so I think you have to ask yourself when you're writing an OC, how does this, how does this character fit into this world? How is, is there a place for this character in the world? Um, I think people get upset with OCs that kind of take the spotlight from the canon characters. And so that's certainly something that, that, that you need to, to keep an eye out for in most contexts. But uh, as, as, as far as me, um, a lot of what I've been working on recently has been obviously rekindled embers. And I have quite a few side stories that were speed rights that are related to that world. And so they all have, they're they're pretty much almost all original characters, and uh, I think that's the short version. Um, I mean, we can go we can go more in depth, but 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 ultimately, the same things that make make a good character in general make a good OC. I too like Renamon. Number two. <laughs> Do you have any OCs you regret creating, or that were detrimental to the story you were trying to tell? Um, no, uh, I, I don't have any OCs I regret creating. Uh, I don't, and, and other people may have, have different opinions about this. Uh, um, a few weeks back, well, a few months ago, uh, I published a chapter in, in which I, I introduced a transgender character and I got some pushback and some people felt like I was, uh, uh, diversity checklisting is is the phrase, and and honestly, I I think there might be some truth to that. It wasn't my intention, um, but but I might have accidentally been doing that, and and I I wasn't trying to, um, but do I regret creating her? Not in the slightest. Um, I I love Calibri. I really love who she is and how she turned out, and. Uh, and she's going to be showing up some more, so um, I'm not done with her. Um, as far as uh, if if I have any regrets involving my OCs, it's it's that I try to create a backstory for each of them so that their motivations make sense to me, um, but I don't necessarily have the space to tell all of their stories. So. Um, I have characters that will show up for only one chapter and, and they have their unique backstories and their unique motivations. And I try to figure that out. Um, and sometimes that becomes really fascinating and I really want to tell that story. And I just don't have the time. Um, I remember back in chapter 10 of rekindled embers, I, I introduced a character named, uh, named whispery. Uh, she was a Pegasus um, and she was pregnant and uh, in the original outline, she has this entire arc that was supposed to take place within the confines of Chapter 10 of her uh, uh, dealing with her, her pregnancy and all of the complications that come from that, all while being a teacher and a mentor for the main character, um, but also dealing with kind of these really complex emotions of knowing that that 
that she was going to give her her full up for adoption the second he or she was born. And then I was going to have that happen and and have her kind of emotionally not be prepared for that and kind of break down at the last second and and try and take it back. No, no, I don't want the adoption to happen, but but it was already too late. Like she's already past that point. She can't take that decision back. And I had this whole arc planned out of all of that happening. Um, and of course it all had to be cut because uh, it was just a massive distraction from the story I was trying to tell. It had nothing to do with the main character and, and none of it made sense at all. And, 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 and it actually and, sounds like a really great concept for like a side story. Kind of a, oh, ra- kind of a roundabout way to explain Superman's origins, but okay. Take <laughs> a director's cut. Right. And so, and, and, and I've done that a few times. I have a few side stories that I've written about side characters that, that, that I've published. I've had, there's a couple that I haven't published um, that may someday see the light of day. I don't know. Uh, and there's a couple I have planned that, that, that also may see the light of day, but I don't know. But, but yeah, if I have any regrets about OCs, I think uh, Whispery is probably the one I regret the most because she has this amazing side story that I just never got to go into because it was just a massive distraction from the main plot. I have a couple that I've yet to see in the light of day. Quote him on that. He's got a, he's got people in his basement. Wow. <laughs> Number three, can an OC ever truly know peace as long as they are forced to live and die at the author's whim? Oh, oh God, no! I fucking torture my characters. Um, <laughs> the 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 emotional power for me of writing comes from from pain and suffering and uh, uh my stories are primarily driven uh, uh by emotions such as guilt uh shame um, <laughs> regrets like like almost everything I've ever written revolves around guilt, shame, and regret in some way, and and so uh, yeah, no. Until I stop writing a character, uh, they do not know peace, and I'm just going to keep torturing them. I also like to play God. Number four, do you expect the Friendship Inquisition? Uh, nobody expects the Friendship Inquisition. <laughs> Number five, and this is the simplest of all. You may or may not be aware of the sesquipedalism torture of this podcast (laughs) resident, Ingemetic Osaku, whose attempts to interpret my multi-syllabic inflections upon his poor and battered mind often leave him in the throes of (laughs) maniacal anguish, or at least somewhat inclined to frustration, do give him a hug. Or, as we in the world of professional linguistic violence might say, do please be sure to advise toward him a warm and indeed personable measure of companionship and care and do so by by engaging physically yet chastely in the manner most appropriately between those who wish to offer a measure of profound and deeply held comfort to those whose present state is indicative of the requirement that such comfort be provided whilst ensuring, of course, that such boundaries as necessary are respected by all concerned so that none might feel greater discomfort than previously experienced prior to the engagement towards which you are now hence encouraged. 
You did really good on that, Enigma. <laughs> Don't praise him too much. Like, I think you only fucked up six words. <laughs> I I have to say, like, reading the questions uh, on on the forum beforehand, once again, I read that one. I was like, wow, this is an inside joke that I am not inside of. And, and now that I understand a little bit more of the context, I'm rather impressed. And also amused. <laughs> it's also well, inside you. Welcome to the barcast. Unwrapped. <laughs> Raw. <laughs> your your ear holes are pregnant. Raw dog. <sighs> Number six. This space intentionally left... How do, how do you say that last word? It did both. How do you say that last word? I don't. I don't understand that word. Blank. That was. That was. I mean, we used to have Carrier on here. That was his big thing. That was his big story name. Right? Am I wrong? This space is intentionally left heartbreak. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Yes. Answer that question. Go on. It's a good, you know, right. Um, sure. Why not? <laughs> That that is uh, more of a statement than a question. A statement of fact. So I, <laughs> true. Is it a true false? True. I'm going to say true. Survey says I don't know how to play Real of Jeopardy. <laughs> Num- number seven. Do you like chips? Uh, I do like chips. Um, I mean, are we talking British chips or American chips? Yes. Uh, yes. The answer is yes. Uh, I like uh, kettle chips. Get out. Uh, Any particular flavor? I love kettle chips. Both of you, get out. There's a door. I hope you know how to use it. (laughs) They're outnumbered here again. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, and just to think, all that salt. (laughs) Well, let's let's move right along. We got 45 minutes left and still a handful of of posts. Um, Emotion Nexus is up next. All right, let's get down to this. You better not have put down your current writing skills or so help me. Oh, emotion. What do you know? <laughs> uh, no, number one, we already covered the where'd your name come from, so we'll skip to number two. What's your favorite story you've worked on besides Rekindled Embers? Um, that would be uh, uh, Cat's Eye View, actually. Um, it's it's a, a story told entirely from the perspective of a alley cat, or not an alley cat. Well, yeah, kind of a feral cat uh, living in Ponyville, um, and 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 some of the adventures he encounters uh, during that time period. Um, I'm incredibly proud of it. Um, it was a chance for me to uh, to experiment with an unreliable narrator um, because I, I, I took kind of the, the, the perspective of the cat being this kind of arrogant and noble creature. And I kind of filtered everything through how he perceives reality. And, and I got to play with that in, in ways that I just had a tremendous amount of fun with. Um, so yeah, that's probably the story I'm absolutely proudest of is, is cat's eye view. Um, so. Nice. Nice. Number three, how does an apple become a zombie? Of uh, being hypnotized by sexy music? 
I'm in. <laughs> Speaking of music, how do you listen? Uh, do you listen to music when you write? If so, what kind? Uh, yes and no. Um, while I am physically writing, usually I'm not listening to music. Usually I have television on in the background. Uh, but but music heavily inspires me. Um, I rely on music to to set the emotional tone for certain scenes and certain scenes are inspired by the emotions, maybe not specifically the lyrics, but certainly the emotions of certain songs. Um, uh, but while I'm actually physically writing, I find music to be too distracting. So, uh, so I, I generally turn on something on the background that's something I've already seen, so I don't have to pay attention to. But it, it, it creates <laughs> it, it creates noise because I can't write in silence. Um, I feel that. I feel that. What so I do much. is what I do is I just uh, put on rainy mood. Ra- rainy moon. Rainy mood. Oh, so oh, rain oh, storms and thunderstorms. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Noise, white noise, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So I or mean, ASMR. like, I'll have I'll have uh, Star Trek on in the background, or I'll have MythBusters on in the background, or uh, Futurama, mm. uh, or or Scrubs. Um, I haven't rewatched Scrubs in a while. Oh, it's so good, except for the last season that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> the janitor oh, is my the janitor is my spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you say you listen to music and whatnot while you either while you write or uh, while you're looking for inspiration, do you ever find yourself even just like listening to it in your car? You don't listen to the lyrics. You just listen to like the feeling of the songs. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Um, There are, there are scenes uh, that are inspired by specific uh, songs. There are characters that are inspired by specific songs. Um, and, and and my tastes are pretty eclectic. I'm kind of all over the place. I have characters inspired by Broadway show tunes. I have characters inspired by rap music. I have characters <laughs> inspired by by movie soundtracks. Um, and not all of my characters are inspired by songs, but a lot of them are. Uh, someday I'll I'll go on and create a, a a rekindled Ember Spotify playlist of all of the songs that inspired me. Um, oh look, it's my favorite horse. Friend Toto. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. We're just gonna we're just gonna move right along on here. <laughs> Number five, head pats. Um, I uh, virtual head pats. Yes, in in real life, I am a very tall person, and so it's very awkward. That doesn't mean that you don't like it. Here, go down like three steps down the stairway, and then we'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> it just means to you everywhere you go in a crowd is a petting zoo. <laughs> uh, but yes, virtual head pats are fantastic. Number six. Tell us a Jad joke. This isn't a question, but you'll do it anyway, I'm sure. Oh dear, I will. Okay. Um there there are several hundred. Um Let's see. Oh, let me let me remember the setup for this. Sorry, move on to the next question, and I'll I'll think about the setup for for this dad joke uh, while we're talking about the next question. 
All right, next question is from Muggany, which I know what he's going for, so I'm going to put on a voice. Here we go. Why are we still here? Just to suffer? Every night I can feel my leg and my arm, my fingers, my head, my shoulders, my knees, and even my toes. And I ask myself as I fall asleep, how your day? But your day cannot be how. It can only be is. So how is your day if your day is not how? Who are we to how our days instead of is? What do you think? Are, are you dead? Nano <laughs> <laughs> machine, son! The question is, so how is your day if your day is not how? Is my day? Uh, wow, so again, uh, another inside, uh, inside reference that I am not inside of. Um, mm. He's just asked this uncomfortable question every single cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I mean, how is my day? My day has been fantastic. I spent it procrastinating from all of the things that I was supposed to be doing and instead played Stardew Valley with my wife. How about that? Ah! Uh, <laughs> great game. Great game. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I have, uh, I have four different reviews I'm currently working on and obviously still working on, on various stories and, uh, and no, decided instead to spend my day off, uh, growing cranberries and, and petting ducks and, and, and milking cows. So I consider that a day well spent. Nice. Um... Now we're going to move to other other guy who he has a question of asking how does this make you feel and provided an image and Milk just posted it in the back um, how does this picture make you feel? Oh that's rather awkward isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable <laughs> So, so what if in my own personal headcanon there's a dude, he's an earth pony, and there's a dude standing behind him giving thumbs up that just happens coincidentally to have the exact same skin color as, as the earth pony, it's, it's an earth pony now, I've decided, as the earth pony has fur. How about that? that that's what we're going with. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're back here and he's not done. <laughs> All right, all right. Then we're going to move on to questions from Flam and Warfer. Flam, do you want to ask your questions? No, I want to hear them come out of your mouth, Giggity. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I am, I am, and I am, I am very interested. Let's talk after cast. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, up and cupping rider, huh? Number one. What do you feel has been the hardest thing about taking figurative pen to paper? Uh, there's, there's been a few things. Um, the hardest thing. So, uh, um, consistency is difficult for me. Um, sometimes I, I, I'm able to write a lot and sometimes I'm not. Um, and, uh, uh, motivation uh, is also difficult sometimes. Uh, 
Um, let's see. Uh, what else is difficult? Um, um, sometimes uh, fight scenes. Fight scenes are incredibly difficult for me to write. Uh, the the choreography, the 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 positioning. Uh, I I find myself writing out how how ponies are fighting, and I'm thinking in my head, I can can they even move that way? Like, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, like I get the scene scripted out, I get it written, and and it's just it's just dry and 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 just boring as fuck. And and I recently, actually, within the last month, had uh, one of my readers reach out to me and basically say, "Hey, uh, I can do fight scenes like." Do you need help with your fight scenes? And I was like, "Oh hell yes!" Uh, uh, his 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 film fiction username is Mister RTS, and uh, as of the last couple last few chapters, he and I guess I guess his name is Mister RTS. So I, I I assume that I can I. I'm I'm getting the pronouns right, but I don't know for sure. So maybe I should just say they. They have been incredibly helpful in in helping me kind of uh, not necessarily re re choreograph my fight scenes, but 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 certainly to um, he certainly helped me a lot with with the descriptive prose. Uh, he started helping as of chapter thirty, uh, and and I think it turned out really well. So um, go ahead. Please, sorry. Uh, and, and let's see the other the other hard thing. Um, yeah, I talked about motivation. I talked about combat scenes uh, are very difficult for me. Um, I've noticed too that sometimes um, I'm not the stuff that's going on in my head that like I understand is going on doesn't always make it to the page. And that can be really frustrating for me sometimes. Like, like, how do I convey subtext in the way that, like, in the way that I'm seeing it in my head, if that makes sense? Mm. Right, right. No, that makes perfect sense, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I agree with almost all of those. <laughs> except, with, except with maybe the fight scenes, I've had extensive experience in those, so it's a lot less hard than it used to be, but I still feel that. Well, it's it's always difficult to take something that you're not used to doing and, and like really tackle it, and mm-hmm. um, like it, you almost reach a point where, as a writer, you have to purposely go out of your way to write things that you're uncomfortable with, so that way you don't just you know fall into the same pitfalls and same easy ruts all the time. Like I I feel like I'm terrible at writing horror, so now I try to write it all the time. Um, I feel like writing silly one shots. I can do that in my sleep. But when it comes to like, well, I'm trying to think. What can I not write? This turned into a humble brag. I'm sorry. This was not the intention. We're gonna move on. <laughs> well, I, no. well, well, I, I will interject. As someone who has had uh, martial training, the best thing that you can do to learn to write anything uh, like hand-to-hand combat, fight scenes, whatever, is actually to watch like MMA fights. You know, find highlights of them on YouTube. You know, learn how these guys talk, what they uh, uh, what they talk about during their interviews. And if you want to go like full spaghetti western kind of you know ridiculousness, <laughs> go watch really bad kung fu movies. <laughs> oh yeah, 
yeah, so, and just like try to figure out what they're doing. Like say, oh, they're throwing a punch. Well, you don't want to describe, oh, they're moving their fist out and they're putting their foot out. No, you just like you say, oh, they threw a punch and they, you know, it looked, uh, it looked to whoever uh, as though it was very practiced, you know. Well, you, I would and, also I mean, say I'm being super vague, but you know. No, I, I would honestly also say if you're going to write a fight scene, you should ask yourself, what are you trying to focus on more, the fight or the person in the fight? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, oh, oh 100% the pony. Um, ev- everything everything I write, the emotion is is more important than, than any of the physical things that are happening. So, so I always try and focus on the emotion that they're feeling, and I try not to have any sort of an action scene that does not have – an intense emotional component to it. Mm. So, so I'm, I'm never going to have a fight. That's just like the main character and, and a bunch of mooks. Like I'm never going to do that. <laughs> it, it, it always has to be the main character. And then, and then some kind of, some kind of emotional context. And if there are going to be mooks, I'm going to, to give it some broader emotional context. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, then I would say, Actually, go on YouTube and find any videos you can of a horse getting into any kind of a, like, defense. Because if you've ever seen them, like, defend themselves, they're aggressive. Like, it looks more primal, more emotional than what you would think of when, say, a soldier or a martial artist fights. And that in itself itself, you know, you imagine a horse coming up and trying to stop something that in itself is a very high emotion, you know, kind of visual. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And 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 uh, uh, just a little bit more background into into me. Um, my go to research for all things horse is my wife, who uh, who has a lot of real life experience with real life horses. So, um <laughs> I thought you were going to say my go-to horse background is for my wife, who is a horse herself. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, she has a lot of horse experience, and so I'll, I'll, I'll ask her questions. Uh, one of the funniest things is she does not – she doesn't really read fan fiction at all. Um, but anytime I have her come over and read something I've written, she always gets, gets, gets really annoyed whenever anybody uses the word fur to describe – a horse's coat because she says technically it's actually hair, not fur. And there's some sort of scientific definition that mm-hmm. delineates between the two. And, and, and I try to explain to her, I was like, no, 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 these aren't actual horses. These are magical cartoon ponies and magical cartoon ponies have fur, even though horses might have hair. And for some reason she doesn't like that answer. I mean, it kind of goes magic. both ways. I ain't gotta explain shit. I mean, it goes, it goes both directions, right? Like, you, you can definitely go the, like, the the horse hair route, uh, but at the same time, like, let, let's be, like, very real for a second, where, like, the it, at least the way that I write, a lot of the fur and a lot of the kind of body morphism of these characters, they're they're basically humans in horse body. And they right. have, like, the natural characteristics and movements of a horse, but we're writing them like people. So when you're talking about the, the fur or their coats or stuff like that, nine times out of ten, unless they unless they have, like, a Looney Tunes explosion and their fur is all charred or their hair is all charred, 
that's going to be way like in the background minor detail compared to the expressions on their face the way that their limbs are moving or the way they just like hesitate in the air for a moment before they reach something or pull away um like all of those little actions are way more worth lingering on than you know the the mane or the the fur so i i get where you're coming from but like at the end of the day at the same time that that's not like what's going to make your story go over the top oh yeah um and 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 honestly there's a certain level of i think of a uh, suspension of disbelief when it comes to certain aspects of writing pony fan fiction um like I know that sometimes people like to make a big deal about about certain details like 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 uh uh how does a pony turn a doorknob if they're not a unicorn stuff like that and 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 my approach has always been to kind of uh kind of hand wave those things to like you know like it's not important to my story so I'm not really going to worry about it and it's just going to kind of happen and 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 it's a suspension of disbelief thing because like you're asking your readers to not worry about it so much like i just don't want to go into how it's possible that that you know pinkie pie is picking up a mug of hot ch- hot chocolate or whatever it is like i, I don't want to really go into that too they much can, they can open and grab stuff because underneath their hooves they got like starfish suckers yeah I, i've seen that picture and and i do not like that explanation I'd i'd rather just not think about it i'd rather just 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 set that aside i want to write about ponies falling in love i want to write about ponies fighting each other i want to write about ponies yelling at each other and hugging each other i want to write pony smooches i literally could not give any fucks whatsoever about how a pony picks up something it just it just doesn't even blip on my radar <laughs> if all ponies are covered in hair Including their lip. Does that mean mares have mustaches? You know, we have seen in the show that mustaches are the same kind of hair as manes, and and the coat is something different. So I'm going to go with no. Pardon me, I'm just writing down a story idea. <laughs> you better credit me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm not gonna credit you for shit because our ideas are not re- are not the same. Uh, uh, shit. All right. So, oh man, now I'm really excited for this. Okay, number two. What's your favorite character to write about so far? Um, I mean, do we mean original character or? Or canon? Yes. Okay, so uh, I'll I'll talk canon first. Um, uh, ooh, that one's that one's rough. I mean, we kind of carried covered it earlier when we talked about who Best Pony was. Um, I've really enjoyed writing uh, several different canon characters. Um, I really enjoyed writing. Uh, I wrote one story about uh, Sonata that I really liked, and and uh, because I kind of see her as 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 a sponge, she absorbs whatever she's next to, and and 
and that's that's the way I interpreted her character from from what what little we see of her. And so she's evil because she's around evil. And and when I removed her from that context, she became really interesting to write. Um, I uh, I'm now imagining Sonata wearing SpongeBob's uh, outfit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I. Uh, I really enjoyed – I wrote a, a piece of, about a month back, month and a half back, um, about Applejack and Apple Bloom that I really liked, um, kind of about uh, Applejack giving Apple Bloom advice on, on how to process grief. And so I got to really get into, like, ask questions about how would Applejack process grief because of all of the main six, it seems to me like she is the one – who would have the most experience in that. Like, and I know that the show is, has been really hands off about like what actually happened to her parents, but we know they're dead. Yeah. And so it, and, and we know that it happened at a relatively young age for her. So, so of, of all of the main characters, she is, is probably the most experienced at processing grief. And so I, 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 I really enjoyed kind of channeling that and getting into that for Applejack. They're not dead. They're astronauts. Lauren Foss said the shooting star was them. <laughs> <laughs> um, as as far as original characters, um, yes, of, of course, I enjoy writing Ember Glow. Um, I love getting into her head. Uh, she's the main character of Rekindled Embers, um, and I enjoy writing Lofty Tail. Uh, I've I've said this to a few different people, but he is the closest thing this story has to a. Um, to a self-insert. Um, his story is not my story, but a lot of his attitudes are my attitudes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but as far as the, the, the characters in Rekindled Embers, the character that I enjoyed writing the absolute most uh, is a side character named Bubblegum. And um, Bubblegum is... She has no filter and 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 no concept of 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 tact or propriety, um, and her mind is uh, absolutely filthy. Um, and 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 the story is never written from her perspective. So so all we ever get is other ponies reacting to Bubblegum. But like I said earlier, like I have a backstory for all of these characters, and so um, writing Bubblegum is an absolute joy because. Uh, she's kind of an asshole and uh, she's impulsive and she has no filter and she's just fun. Um, so I totally relate. Like some of my, like I, I have a weird, crazy backstory for my OC character, Lilac, but I always, always relish writing her, even if it's off the wall and ridiculous. He named, he named that horse after his vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I mean, ponies have more ridiculous names than that, so why not? True. And number three, what's the best advice you've been given so far for writing? Uh, so the best advice I ever got came from my one of my younger brothers, um, who told me, and this is probably like a decade ago. Uh, he told me, if you want to be a great writer, you need to read. And you need to read outside of your genre. And at the time, uh, My Little Pony wasn't even on my radar, and I was just writing fantasy. 
Um, and and he, he basically explained to me, if you want to be a good writer, you need to read something other than fantasy books. Uh, you need to read horror. You need to read nonfiction. You need to read um, uh, mystery. You need to read all of these things. And You need and, to read my memoirs. Uh, yeah, memoirs. Yeah, all of these things. Um, and that's if, – if people ask for writing advice, that's what I always try to tell them. Uh, read. Go out and read stuff. And don't just read just to read. You have to read like a writer. You have to be – so I mean, yeah, sure. In 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 middle school and high school, we all hated English class where where we had to read something and then our teachers made us write essays and answer long questions about it, made us actually think about the stuff we were reading. And we hate those books. Like we 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 read these books in high school that are supposed to be, you know, like the literary canon, the greats, and we learn to hate them because we're forced to read them. But that's how a writer needs to read things. We need to be analyzing everything. Why did the author write it this way? How does this make me feel? What did the author do that makes me feel that way? What techniques did he use? Um, I mean, we need to be asking ourselves these questions constantly, and we need to be reading stuff from outside of our comfort zone. Um, I've been reading a lot of... I've been reading a lot of nonfiction when I'm not writing horse, when I'm not reading horse words. Um, I enjoy documentaries and it's the same for movies. Like, like you do the same when you watch movies. How is this movie making me feel? And what is it that the director is doing specifically to make me feel that way? And, and when we learn to ask ourselves these questions, I think that we become better writers. I couldn't agree more. Wow. This I'm really loving this cast right now, guys. It's like, oh my gosh, this is great. <laughs> All right, number one. Uh, we're going to move to Alex underscore now. Uh, number one, what is the best thing to do when it snows? Um, I am an indoor person. Uh, so my answer to that question is, what is the best thing to do when it's not snowing? Uh, and that is uh, stay inside and do fun things inside. <laughs> so, so, so there we go. Um, Touche. Not, n- not drive. That's the best thing to do when it snows. Is not drive. I like it. Number two, lemons. Um, yeah. Like yes. I I I really enjoy cooking with lemons. Um, Have you never just? bitten into a lemon, like the Shelbyville lemon bite. You know, uh, no. Well, okay, yes, of course I have, but, but, but not, uh, not, not consistently. All right. Then the next question, are you any good at dancing? I think we touched on that gently before. Yep, definitely no. Hard, hard no. All right, and then next we have, what is the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth? Um, oh, the worst thing. Um, well, this is a, gosh, I can't, I can't, I can't think. Um, I, 
don't like swallowing pills. So if I have to take medication, it's always kind of a, a little bit of a trial for me. Um, and, and maybe this doesn't count, but I had one of those moments where I was taking an allergy pill and it kind of went sideways in my throat and I, I choked a little bit and, and I had to drink some water to flush it down for the rest, the rest of the way. But, it, but it, because it had lodged there and scratched up my throat, it felt like I still had it there for like several hours after. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that counts, but, but for, for like six hours after that moment, I had the sensation of something being caught in my throat, like right around the Adam's apple but I couldn't do anything about it and it wasn't there anymore. So it was like this, this phantom itch inside of my neck that was deeply frustrating. So I don't know if that counts for the answer, but, but, but there we go. No, I think that's totally fair. Uh, and then the last question that we've got is, do you have luscious lips? Hmm. I don't know. Ask my wife. Uh, <laughs> I do we'll not. Next week. I do not consider myself to be an attractive human being. That is totally fair. So I, I would say that would be the same of most people. <laughs> I do not know what my wife sees in me. Um, I got lucky. I got incredibly lucky. Nice. Well, my friend, we are out of questions now. So I guess the last thing is... Um, if someone catches this later on, and all of a sudden you are now the fifth most followed person on Fem Fiction, right behind some beautiful devil named Flutterpriest, who's number four. Um, which, wow, I, I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Uh, <laughs> what a, not, not you being followed me, but let's say uh, they see this and like, man, I really wish I uh, was able to ask uh, Apple a question back in the day. How can they get in touch with you to ask you questions? Do you accept PMs? Do you have a Twitter? How can people reach you? Um, so I, I, I don't have a huge online presence. I'm, I'm pretty technologically inept. Uh, but I'm on, I'm on Discord. Uh, uh, I'm, I take PMs on FibFiction. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm 100% happy to take uh, questions if somebody wants to get a hold of me uh, and send me a PM. I, I assume that I'll be around for a while because I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying my experience uh, writing for the fandom. Um, and I hope that it continues for a while. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm on Discord. Uh, you can find me in different Discords. Uh, I'm, and yeah, my, my PM box is open. So if, if, if you had a question and it didn't get covered here, feel free to ask me. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know if I have an incredible sense of humor necessarily. So like some of the funnier questions, I'm just like, I sense that you want me to answer in a funny way, but I don't know if I'm smart enough to actually do that or, <laughs> or clever enough. So, so if you're looking for a funny answer, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if 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 you'll be satisfied with with how I answer. That being said, uh, I'll do my best. We, we oh, got and the cream uh, of the, we got the cream of the apple zombie today. <laughs> and and as nice as, as 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 per the earlier <laughs> uh, the earlier question about dad jokes um, that, that came from Emotion Nexus. So unfortunately, Emotion, you may have already heard this one. 
but it is my favorite because it's it's one that my dad told me. So my favorite dad joke here goes. Uh, what do you call, or sorry, sorry, how do you catch a unique bird? Oh, gosh. Uh, you, you call, you call it? Unique up on it. How do you catch a tame bird? Tomato? Tame way, unique up on it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so... <laughs> I love it. So that's 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 my very favorite dad joke because that's one that my dad always used to tell and 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 so there's like that nostalgia element and then um the reason that question got asked is because uh I've I've developed a little bit of a reputation on some of the Discord servers that I'm a part of for uh telling the absolute worst dad jokes I can track down and I don't know I I get a I, I get a ton of joy out of that, and I, I I don't know if I could explain why, but I love terrible puns, terrible dad jokes. I I just I just eat them up. They're so much fun. I also love terrible puns. You are in good company, my friend. <laughs> awesome. I I am my dad's terrible pun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Without further ado, that's everything we've got for tonight. Apple, we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy writing schedule and reviewing schedule to answer our terrible questions. I I had a tremendous amount of fun. This has been absolutely lovely. And and I was I was I was thrilled and honored to be to be asked. Well, it's an honor to have you. Uh, next week, uh, for those who are tuning in on the Mike's Night Discord, we're either doing Game Night or we are doing Shit Face Shit Fix to read some bad fan fiction. Be sure to tune in. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, thank you for listening to this edition of the podcast. Nobody donated bits, bits this week. Big sad face, but that's fine. Uh, you know, everyone's going through tough times right now. Save your cash. Um, your podcasters for this evening have been Enigmatic Otaku. Dogecoin! Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Flaminorfer. Yes. Milk. Uh. Rav. The only coins I have are quarters. Our amazing guest, Apple Zombie. Am I supposed to say something clever here? Is that how this works? And my name's Flutter Priest. <laughs> that was wonderful. That was really smart, Apple Zombie. All right. Thank you. I'm See proud of that you. one. See you all next week. <laughs> bye bye.